everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris Lewis, as always. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing lovely. Good. I'm glad to hear that. It's how are a... you? All you look, over the place. We're cra- You're a little crazed this week. Yeah, this the last three weeks have been a bit nuts but Mm -hmm. it's all building towards a fun event tomorrow night saturday so when we chat with you next i will be footloose and fancy free although now that i think of it i am gonna have to change recording next week aren't i jesus christ i am traveling oh my god so we'll work that out off be on the lookout for that email (laughs) be back on this mic in about 24 hours yeah (laughs) for you people so that we never miss a week Mm-mm. mostly just so that i don't have to get the messages where's the podcast and i just want you all to know if it doesn't come to you on wednesday wait yeah it, it will come it will it come. come it may be the it next wednesday come. it may be but we we pretty much get them up every wednesday no we i, I mean we bust our hump to make sure you're, i never <laughs> yes. get a message that says where's the pod we definitely i hate those hump. messages i'm like oh no i'm sorry to disappoint people when have you gotten that when well you know oh off the dark period, period. <laughs> yeah. um or the dark ages as it were that uh brief stint in season three and then um i think we've missed a week or two here and there remember when we missed like three weeks because you were sick Oh, when I had COVID and didn't have a voice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And people were on my fucking... I was like, guys, she's dead. I don't know no, what to I tell know. you. No, I know. Like, I genuinely didn't have a voice. Like, I didn't know what people wanted from me. Um, I think yeah. they wanted to know that. Well, I couldn't tell them. No, I think just maybe if I had just popped up like oh. that back one day. Like, yeah. Everyone yeah, was and just then, screaming. And then I was after- we're well, coming sh- i promise well and then shortly after that was the dark period so it was like it was like back to back yeah silence. i think we came back like one week and then it was like oh we're gone oh bye <laughs> see ya that episode was unhinged when we were just oh like we'll God. see you in the future sure potentially maybe <laughs> <laughs> thank god that episode's been scrubbed from the internet <laughs> it really has her dad was like, we can't have that. Well, we don't want that. We up. don't want that. <laughs> That's a lot. If you remember it, yeah. shorties, it's one for the vault. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the shorties. Oh, let's talk about the shorties. Because, and I have to preface this, as I always say, I love each and every one of you. You're so kind. <laughs> I got a DM at 5.30 this morning because I haven't oh been God. sleeping. That was yeah. about Grey's Anatomy. That was so, like... Although I was going to say it was so lovely, but she did seem to be quite angry at like Meredith Grey. And I was like, look, characters aren't perfect. The season one to 11 maturation of Meredith Grey is one of the great arcs of television. So I say all that to say is I love you people. Mm -hmm. You are been so supportive of this podcast, Mm -hmm. of our outside ventures. Mm-hmm. I, not that I have one outside venture of this podcast. Well, so I don't know your, that, your sub stack that doesn't exist because I don't understand how to do it. It's coming. I'm going to have to outsource that in terms oh of just God. setting it up. Like, I can't figure it out. It was like HTML. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not abort. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But I got, we got to talk about some of these reviews we're getting. And over all of this, I want to say again. If you have a note about the podcast, we have created a space 
where you can email us shortcomings. Mm-hmm. No, I don't remember what that email is, but I or believe it to be. DM. You can DM me. You can email you us at I believe shortcomings podcast at gmail.com. Okay. It'll be in the show notes. We'll look down below. Uh-huh. Because it's a lot of people giving us five stars. Like, I love this podcast. Oh, my God. Got we are, notes. guys, the stars aren't the problem. It's people what's are in writing the us. Yeah, people are writing us and they're giving us five stars. They always preface it like, we love the pod. And then it They say something into- that is so unhinged that I simply don't understand. We've gotten two notes <laughs> saying that we're they're tired of us eating on the podcast i've never eaten once on this guys we have this is also a visual medium oh that's true you go and watch i assure you i have to i make sure i have had a full balanced meal before we start this today i haven't eaten anything remember what time we had the shakes no i think that's gonna be me today i haven't eaten we're gonna take i'm just gonna go dark at one moment so i could pop a skittle in my mouth dying I know. And then there's this interesting no, no. note. About, then they're like, oh, you're drinking. And to that I say, well, I mean, sometimes I got to take a sip of fucking water or coffee. We, it's 9 a.m. I also need to prep. I also want to tell everybody, like, we record this podcast with no break. Like, we talk nonstop for Sometimes no. an hour and a half. I think what they might reply to that is, is then just take a break and leave us alone for a bit and drink something. I, That's I, not how we operate. I did hear that. The minute you said it, I was like, I think their preference would be we, we simply stop talking but for then, 10 but minutes. Then we're off, but then we go off kilter. No, we, like had a, we had a brief break of like one second recently and we couldn't get back on the rail trail. No, like our brain just couldn't get back. But then there's another note that we've been seeing. And this is all you. This is all to me. This is a note to me that yeah. I've been seeing. And that is, uh, people are sick of the cough drop. And I have to tell you, I have never once eaten a cough drop on this podcast. So I think what they're referencing is just because our old producer used to have this note for me. That I, when I talk, there's like a pop. I go like, like when I talk. I don't never, I I wouldn't relate that song to a cough drop. They think I'm sucking on a cough drop. Maybe you are. I'm not. I (laughs) promise. I have never reached for a lozenge on this podcast ever. Maybe we we should. Again, this is a visual medium now. If you don't believe me, please take a look at our YouTube. They think we're like popping cough drops eating like cho cho main chips i'm like i'm i'm just sipping on an iced coffee occasionally maybe a sip of water you'd think the like loud music blaring outside of my home would really bother people but they seem like the dogs running like behind me they're like all the annoying ambient sounds but them simply trying to hydrate themselves it's a problem so, guys, we're going to really try, but I have to tell you, I, my mouth gets parched <laughs> talking about these men. Also, again, no cough drops have no cough ever drops. been eaten while doing this podcast. No cough drops. It's simply no just food. the way I talk. And I always I, get notes on my voice and the way that I speak. I have seen always. a lot of them. I know. And as someone who thinks that my voice is like the most annoying sound in the entire world, you I've never heard one don't. note. Because you don't have an annoying voice. 
people i've if i had to well i have had to listen to me since we started this fucking podcast yeah. and i'm like that sound could like i know kill people's ears i know the sound the of my voice cry i see i don't think you have an annoying voice i I also don't think my voice is annoying. I've never found it to be annoying. And I find most things you say annoying, but not the pitch of your voice. (laughs) Not the pitch of Mm -hmm. my voice. Never the temper. I don't don't know. I don't know what people want from me. But we love you all. And again, the people writing us five stars. They're giving us five stars. And I and I want to shout them out as immense fans. And I'm I'm a fan of all of them. Ratings have never been higher. Well, I, I saw an errant one recently that was pretty tough. Oh, you did? Yeah. You know, I haven't slept in weeks, and so I went down a spiral, and <laughs> no, but basically I, mean, I almost like... threw myself out the window. Yeah. It... Should I take it, a it was... look? No, I wouldn't. It's, um, I don't think before we start. It's, it was kind of like, I mean, they're fans of themselves, I guess. It's like, ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's um get into anyway. the Sex in the City Cinematic Universe, because um we have an Aiden update. We've seen him again, guys. Mm-hmm. He is bebopping around a store with Carrie. They're laughing. They, they seem to be having an easy, breezy, fun time. We can let go of the idea that he's just back for Steve Brady. Honestly, haven't seen Steve in a frame of this in second season. Is no, he I haven't back? either. Is he stuck I... on that Chicago Fire show? <laughs> he needs to get his little ass back over there. His, his tight, tight little, little ass. ass. But one thing I have to say... They're shopping for dishes and kitchen tools, and Carrie has a full cart. I know. Are they moving in together? Oh, guys, I'm sick over this. I've watched. Is Carrie that cooking? Clip. Is Carrie? I don't want that. Cooking and cooking. And to everyone who has DM'd me that goddamn clip, it'd be mostly because of you, that is not John Corbett smoking as Aiden. I think John Corbett just smokes. So Note I that there that. are no cameras on him when he's doing that. The cameras are literally in the store. So he John Corbett smokes? Yeah, I think he's just a smoker. He smokes and then he gets into a car and he smokes in the car? He's as foul as the man he's played. <laughs> But I will tell you guys, I do we think Carrie's gonna cook? Like, is she now a domestic queen? I feel like Carrie is like shopping for someone else. God in heaven, like maybe a bridal shower. Yeah, maybe like Seema. I have seen her piling around with several characters we've never seen before. She's at dinner with some seeming white gays we've never noted. Yeah, so I I don't know. I just, I know, you know, a friend of mine, Brie, pointed out that Carrie did begin cooking with Big. And to that, mm-hmm. I say Big is dead. She needs to go back to a takeout girly. I want to see her with a full fat Coke and a mm-hmm. box eating Chinese right out of that box mm-hmm. in that yeah. shit apartment. I don't want to see her cooking. And I don't want to see him mixing fajitas to the oldies. <laughs> He's well, still we'll that fucking George Foreman grill. That, asshole well, the other thing i wanted to just touch on is speaking of brie she asked me what did she what did i think they were going to do with stanny in season two and i actually think he's, he's dead he's, no i don't think he's going to be dead in the show oh 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 oh, oh not oh, willie garson oh okay i was like yes i understand willie garson has passed i was like i don't but, think hbo max has the budget for like a hologram 
but I think they're just going to continue to have him off screen because I don't think they want the second season of the show to have to deal with grief again. And so I think we're going to get emails. So I think we're going to have two characters like chatting to us through like DMs and emails and texts. But if, if, if that's not 2023, that's how that's how we communicate. Yeah, you FaceTimed me recently. I had to throw a sweater on. I know. You didn't answer right away. And I was like, I was fully me. nude and already in bed, like with my computer <laughs> next to me crying. It was 4 30 p.m. <laughs> I haven't been sleep. I've been basically waking up at two, working until to the bone, myself to the bone. Then I have to take to the bed. Then I wake up again at like 10, work some more. It's a mess over here. Yeah. It's listen to a lot happening. of Adele at 2 a.m. just sobbing. Jeff Buckley. I will is- say really been doing a lot for me jeff buckley john corbett looked good stop i don't love the outfit but i thought his face looked nice i don't know something about him in this episode in particular i've never been more disgusted oh the notes i have in all caps exclamations let's get my new composition notebook out oh you ran out of paper in your barb Notebook. Well, I just went to a new paper shop, um, but a little BTS, and I got this composition notebook, and it was the only thing in my uh, backpack Is it, one day. Does it have gal- the galaxy on it? Yeah, I'm shooting to the stars, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I also Why are we here? No, we're recording at 9 a.m. It 9 is bright 20- and early. 9.24 a.m. Again, I've been up since 4. I am in a straight man's fantasy man cave i've got zero in the tank but we're here and we're doing we're it here. and we're in my favorite episode arcs of sex and city queer. i'm exhausted let's get into it let's get into it let's start with a little episode synopsis carrie fears hearing those four little words charlotte pushes forward in her fertility journey samantha moves in the right direction and miranda tells steve about their next step what did you think of this episode overall? Obsessed. 10 out of 10. Already have it rated. These are yeah, my favorite I, episodes. Like, I come alive. You're screaming. I come a lot because I'm excited. I've had three cups of coffee. I've never heard you once before on this podcast. You're usually at a full whisper. <laughs> I know. No, I've had so much coffee today. You're vibrating. And... Your little head is shaking back in front of the bobblehead. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I love these episodes. I don't, I kind of struggled with this one more than I thought I was going to because I remember loving it and we'll Mm. get into some of the problems I had with it as we go through. Here's my thing why I love these episodes is I feel like now all the women- I love these episodes. Right. I love this arc. I think now all the women have like a good storyline. Like we're not getting like these weird, like random one. Like I feel like now we're getting into like the meat- well, I don't know about that because wait until a few, like a week or two from now, and there's some stuff that's like, what's happening? Well, I'm not talking about those episodes. I'm talking no, about no, like, I, I still within the week. still within the arc of Samantha, like the dissolution of Aiden and getting him the fuck off my screen. It's still it's... pretty like there's an, like what's going like what really what's going on with Miranda in this episode? We'll we'll get into it. I think a lot's going on with Miranda in this episode. I I thoroughly enjoyed when I, I when know. I watched the correct episode, I was like, uh, yeah, 
Look, it's an iconic episode. It's certainly one I remember. It's got a mm-hmm. great title. I could hear Charlotte saying, just say yes in my head. But could I use some more nuance? Could I use a second pass? I think. Mm, and one person in particular. Um, but okay. overall, this is an episode, right? I think most of the women are confronted with a decision that they have to make throughout the episode that might push them out of their comfort level. And so I appreciate that our kind of overarching theme is applied to all of them Mm -hmm. in one way or another. So let's hear the monologue and then start breaking this down. Is it true what Charlotte said? Does anybody really know when it's right? And how do you know? Are there signs, fireworks? Is it right when it feels comfortable or is comfortable a sign that there aren't any fireworks? Is hesitation a sign that it's not right? Or is it just a sign that you're not ready? In matters of love, how do you know when it's right? Wow, what did you think of that? Um, I think this monologue is one of the most relatable monologues she's done. In the sense of like, there is such a hesitation, like, if you do feel hesitation, you automatically get hit with like, is it the right thing for me? Does this mean I'm not in love? Does this mean I'm not, you know, this isn't right? I felt those things before. I have, but this is this is one of the few, and I think Carrie's columns are, I can understand their appeal, like why someone would be interested in them. This idea of answering questions, I'm sorry, asking questions as a way of getting to the heart of relationships, which are ultimately full of questions this one though i felt like you need to answer this right like if you're an expert you need to tell me something i felt like those women at that that class who got up and left yeah they're like what are we paying you for or is it right when it feels comfortable i don't know bitch is it i know it you know what i was thinking about when i was watching this is that this episode specifically is like Carrie really would have benefited from therapy. I but everyone would. I know, but Carrie specifically. Because Carrie, and this is where I relate to Carrie, um, is I believe Carrie to have relationship OCD. And she's like constantly taking the temperature of her relationship and like trying to figure out, like, is this the right thing for me? What about this? What does this mean? What about this? Like, I understand that. And but the fact that she writes a column without having any sort of answer for people. Usually uh, I love the lack of answers. It just felt these were very definitive, real defini- world. Right. Usually when she's like, are threesomes the sex of 2023? I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Like, right. you just ask that question. Is bisexuality the they new wave? Work. It's like, it's like Richard, what are you talking about? I'd be like, I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. This, like, I'm like, anyway. Is hesitation a sign that it's not right? I don't know. I'd be like, I actually do need do some, I do is? need an answer to that. Um, well, first, I want to go back to before I answer that, the mm-hmm. relationship OCD, because I would probably say with big and with big burger and and not actually i wouldn't say so much the russian definitely big and burger i think that's her problem i actually think she could do with some like ocd picking at her relationship with aiden she seems almost like an inactive participant in this relationship but we'll we'll get into that later like i could use some of her um mania and overthinking because i think then she would land at a better choice (laughs) however for the show we're watching for the chaos and the glamour and the drama. Yeah. 
give me this carry. But if this was my friend, I'd be like, I think you might need to um overthink this a little bit. Yeah. You really Maybe are put on your thinking cap. Um, take off that dunce cap and put on a thinking cap because right now you're looking like a whole ass clown. <laughs> but in terms of hesitation being a sign that something isn't right, you know, I often think about the idea that, and this is just going to move away from hesitation, but to another word, judgment, mm-hmm. that we think of um being judgmental as a bad thing in our mm-hmm. society. And I think there's a way to reframe that as judgment is yourself telling you something and mm-hmm. now you shouldn't have pre a lot of preconceived notions about people or you know base things off of race or sexual identities and right all of these various things you shouldn't be judging that's not what I mean but I think sometimes we think of our natural instinct of like I don't like that person mm-hmm. and what we're like oh but I should like I don't really know and it's like I, I sometimes listen to yourself mm-hmm. and I do think sometimes we think of our natural feelings as something to be overcome rather than embraced. And so I do think if you're hesitating from something, evaluate why. Right. And if it's based in like truth and how you feel, then validate that hesitation. If it's based out of a kind of, I don't want to say fear because fear isn't, if it's based out of a desire to not be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. then push yourself. Mm -hmm. But if it's based out of like, I don't think I want this. Think about it. Don't just go, I need to be open to new experiences. It's like, no, not all new experiences are good. Yeah. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's right. I don't have any desire to jump out of a plane. If you told me that, I would hesitate. Yeah. And so I I don't know. I think sometimes it's hesitation isn't always a bad thing. And then overall, right, it's this in matters of love how do you know when it's right and i feel like you know that's the end of the first movie it what she you just know right when Mm -hmm. she runs to big after all of the hurt of that year and the jilting it's it was just love like i think you just kind of can feel that Mm -hmm. but i do think there are ways you can i always tell people like stop spending so much time with the person and see if you miss them Mm -hmm. That is a good barometer of like, because as I always warn people, and this is a very common saying, be careful who you spend time with because you can fall in love with anybody. Heather DeBro said that. That's the nature of, well, that is not who created that phrase. I know, but Heather DeBro said it. But um, And I think about it all the time. I I think maybe for those of I say that to my friends. I'm like, you have, because like, and I mean- I took that note myself. Like, from Heather Dubrow? Or what did, was, did you not hear that from like your grandma growing up as I uh, did? No, I definitely Is Heather Dubrow your grandma? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of us learned from family. Some of us learned from housewives. Who are family. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. Some of us learned from Carrie Bradshaw. Some of us are few, Carrie Bradshaw. I've learned a few things from her. Mostly from um, what not to do. Right. I've just fully leaned into the fact that I'm her. But I am, so, you know, I, I, I'm I not one for, I could never write Carrie's column. Like, in terms of, I'm not one for asking all these questions. No. Know how you feel and keep it moving. But I'm a fairly definitive person about my feelings. Yes, you are. That's why I love you. I hate you. Should we get married? Don't do that again. <laughs> Let's get into um, Samantha Jones, the slightest storyline in this episode, but 
quite impactful. Right. That's what I mean. Like, it's not the biggest story, but it's also, like, still really good and juicy. He's here, and he's perfect. Richard Wright is here, baby. Guys, I understand that he's not good or decent. No, but I don't want him to be. There is something so alluring about this man. Mm. Now, have you ever seen a little film called Mortal Kombat? No, but I know what it is. Do you know what he looks like in that movie? Don't. I didn't know he was in that movie. Hold on. He was in a movie um, called Miracle on 34th Street. No, he wasn't. Is he? Hold on. I'm going to share my screen really quick. Oh! Do you know how to do that? Yeah, I have a job, bitch. You see him there? What am I? <laughs> Why does he look like Dumbledore? Because, hold on. You see him? Is this Lord of the Rings? What's it's happening? Mortal Kombat. You like that? I kind of do. Disgusting. <laughs> so sick. Um, but outside of that, I really appreciate him. He also had a fun stint on Grey's Anatomy as um Alex Karev's dad, and I actually thought that was really perfect casting. It, at, yeah, that is. with Richard uh, with the kind of cultural memory of Richard Wright by way of Alex Karev. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my toxic trait to speak in the parlance of the internet is I do like an angry man as an angry, aggressive man myself. Mm-hmm. So when he was like, "Where the." F- what the fuck is going on? Bobby De Niro stayed in my apartment or whatever the fuck he's talking about. That was so you. Like, like no, just I... like your inner... No, not that you would ever like really do that, but like that's how I interpret sometimes maybe your inner monologue. Like when like things are happening, you're like, what the fuck? No, mine would be, I'm far closer to some how Samantha reacted to him, which is like, shut the fuck up. I already fixed this. What are you talking about? Yeah. I need a martini. I just love Richard Wright. I think he's like a perfect character. I think he's great in this show. Like the actor is great in the show. And I've also made the note. So him and Samantha are talking. She's like, oh my God. My best friend's getting Yeah, so let's hear that clip and then break that down. Sorry, we don't have the clips. What's with your female trouble? Let's just talk business, shall we? Come on. You can tell me I'm human. All evidence to the contrary. I love that you're not scared of me. My best friend might be getting engaged. And she didn't ask you to be a bridesmaid? It's just, why does everybody have to get married and have kids? It's so cliche. (laughs) Hey, you're preaching to the converted. I like to sleep around. Whisk somebody off to Rio if the mood strikes me. It's the perfect nine-hour flight. Dinner on a jet. Wake up in Brazil. Spend the weekend in my little five-star hotel. Who needs a wife when you have a life? That's all I'm saying. They have such a good, I think, Ugh. easy chemistry. I love the kind of coming in hot the professionalism of the scene sliding right into the personal, which is, I think, exactly what we're going to see throughout this episode with the two of them and mm-hmm. the co-mingling of those two. I, I I did think the set looked a bit insane to be a chic hotel. <laughs> no, Chris, 
I had to pause and like I got my eyes on every bit of that set. I was like, look at those vaults, look at those stairs. Fuck, are they? It had to have been a set. That wasn't a real hotel. No, that it could have been a real hotel, but it looked like the hotels. I looked like the pod hotel I stay in. No, it was. This was not giving five star. No, it it wasn't giving lux. No, it was bad. But um. I saw a they big ass metal a... sink at one point. Just like... I, yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And um, much how I feel about Charlotte and Trey and their chemistry and their banter, that's kind of how I feel about Richard and Samantha. Like they just have this like easy chemistry, but there's tension and sexual tension, and it's all it's all good and melding together. Now, would you like to be whisked off to Rio by this elder, this dusty elder? You think Richard Wright's a dusty elder? I don't. Well, I think I'm thinking of when I was 13 and watched this show because I had no love for that man. It's so funny to think about the idea of watching this show when we were as young as we were, because I kind of related almost to like Gilmore Girls. I do too. When I was watching Gilmore Girls and I was so invested as a kid in Rory's love life and only in my 20s and 30s and am I like woo Luke's looking good. Yeah. And only only with Jess can I tap into like both how I felt about him then and now. Yeah. Whereas the other boyfriends I'm like ew who are these boys? Yeah. I remember watching this at 13 and thinking, this man is so sleazy. Is this the idea of adulthood? And now I'm like, well, I guess it is. <laughs> no, I've had the same thought while watching this show. Like, it's interesting how your perspective on these characters changes as you get older and you start to become the age that they are and you start having these type of real conversations and experiences not just like imagining what those conversations and experiences are like and with Richard I too thought he was like a sleazy gap-toothed little scumbag and he is those things but he's also perfect He's very much the Bob Iger of this show. Wow. Big daddy CEO energy. Mm-hmm. Um, shout I mean, out to fact- my favorite CEO, Bob Iger. The only male girl boss, in my opinion. The Yeah. you When he became CEO again, I feel like you were thrilled. I felt like everything... It felt like when Moonlight won over La La Land at the Oscars, like some release on the valve of like life. I was like, finally, we're at home. We're at peace a little. I can rest. I wish I could relive that moment. I, much like when that picture of Aiden hit the internet, I've never had more people reach out to me. Friends were calling. I heard screams in my home because I was living with roommates at the time because we had all been watching the Oscars. And when it said La La Land, I kicked everyone out. I said, get that. I said, white people out. I am devastated. I'm angry. I turned the lights out. I, I turned the TV off. I got in bed. I was like, I'm not going to watch these white people win. I know. And the fact that they like made it onto the stage. Then I just heard, ah, Chris, turn the TV back on. And to see that man thanking like Boo Boo and Nana and and everyone up in heaven. I think that was Ben Platt's dad. Very strange. And then to see Moonlight come up. What were we talking about before I started talking about this? We were talking about Richard Wright. (laughs) That's quite an aside. This is a Sex in the City podcast. This is not a Oscar recap podcast, although right. I wish it was, and it will be. It will be in a couple late February, weeks. <laughs> early March. <laughs> so, Richard, oh, I did. I did have a note that so 
Samantha and him are going back and forth. She says, my, you know, best friend is getting engaged. And, you know, they kind of go back and forth about it. And he's like, yeah, that's just not for me. I want to be able to like go to Rio and, you know, not have to worry. Why have a wife and you can have a life? And like, I didn't need his rhyme. I didn't care for that. I really, it was giving Aiden vibes. Well, we'll talk about him and some of his quotes Oh, there's so many things he said this episode that I was so upset about. But anyway. Oh, fuckhead. The thing is, is like men say these, like feel this way. But they don't have, like, the money of a Richard Wright or the success of a Richard Wright. And it's, like... Yeah, like, if you can whisk me off to Rio, that's one thing. Most men are, like, I could whisk you off to, like, Pizza Uno. TGI Fridays. Like, that's where we're going, babe. We can take the vault bus. Yeah. It's, like... So, it just kind of made me laugh because I was thinking about how, like, men, like, like, inside they, like, feel like they're a Richard Wright. But, like, in reality, it's, like... And look, at the end of the day, right, no man is a Richard Wright or a Mr. Big. They're just not. They just exist on these shows. Well, except Bob Iger, not to bring it back. Oh, I've only come to be a happily married man, my short king. But what I'd give. Yeah. What did you think of them fucking on that plane? That poor... That That poor poor flight attendant. That poor... I was going to call him a stewardess. I'm... My head is truly in the 1940s. (laughs) What's happening? I'm like, get my secretary in here. Post-haste. No, I I mean, I would be like, oh my god, these fucking idiots. But, like, they have just chemistry, and he is dicking her down. He's dicking her down emotionally, mentally, and sexually. Well, I don't think it's emotional quite yet. I think she's No, but in- I mean, like, he's, I like, she's enticing intrigued. her emotionally. Yes. I think she's intrigued by him. I actually think we won't see them fall, her fall for him until their poolside and the Sade song is playing next week or is that no I think that's an is that next week I think it might be god I I think it is um if it's not next week it's the week after that because we ain't got much more time with them next week is my favorite episode of the entire series I'm just well you've now said that about three episodes so you need to get it together (laughs) get real get real crystal Um, and goth so I appreciate this. I also love that, right, it's a nice layering on to when they're basically going to fuck in front of Charlotte on the way to Atlantic City, which in the, I mean, I haven't looked at a map in a while, but flying from New York to Atlantic City doesn't make any sense. It's probably like a 15 minute flight. I don't (laughs) even think Taylor Swift. I don't even think you could be zoned to fly. Like it's right across the bridge. But that's Richard Wright. Aren't they going to Atlantic City? Yeah. It doesn't make a lick of sense. It seems like it would be longer to get to the plane. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, but I, I don't know. I really appreciate this kind of entry point into their world that it's about access and money and wealth, and the, but also equity when he says how like something about how much would you charge for this and she says like you couldn't afford it Mm -hmm. um and he says i'm very rich but she says i'm very good there's something equal in their sparring it's giving his girl friday but horny yeah very horny um and i also want to say for richard wright you know not to give a man any credit in rihanna's year 2023 but there is something to be said that he is attracted to an older woman. Like, this is a rich, successful man who could only be sleeping with, like, vapid 20-year-olds, and I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll... And we do see that later on in the show. Um, 
but that he's um that his sexual appetite is broad. Yeah. When it could be quite specific. Yeah, I I appreciate that about Richard. Um, and before we close out on Samantha, she's such a good friend to Carrie. And we'll get into the specific yeah. actually, let's talk about that later because I want to talk With about Carrie. her act there. Let's get into um Hobbs and Shaw. No, Hobbs and Brady. This Hobbs this this fucked man. up romantic comedy we're watching it's like silver linings playbook but worse and that movie already sucked i've never seen it one of the worst films i've ever seen i really don't think i'm a movie girl i don't think you've ever seen one remember when you asked me what steven spielberg had directed and i was like i don't even know how to quantify that <laughs> i was so serious i was like everything was literally like, every movie just i was like, like i was like what has he done it was like there's a 70 percent chance if you name a movie he directed it but what did you think of her telling him over hot dogs that she's pregnant? They weren't hot dogs. They were. It was ice cream. Was it ice cream? I don't know. They were some it was cart. Like, yeah, it was a cart. And the man was... Two, so ice, I would be... two ice creams for $6? They were... Wasn't it? I, guess I, think I don't it want... Like, they, I think they put a lot of toppings on there. Yeah, I guess you can just get ice cream from a cart in the park. Yeah. I just like never... I don't like sweets. So I'm like, huh. guess I've never I noticed say, that. I would say, before we get into like the steve of it all i just have to say miranda has never looked better like they're doing something different with her hair and her makeup and her clothes that like uh, you think glowing they finally stopped making her look awful i, I don't know. think Remember i season think one? She, i think now she looks like cynthia nixon before they were trying to make miranda look like this harsh their idea of what a corporate lawyer looked like and yeah, now the show season is season one and two yeah now i think the show has just decided no this is a fantasy Mm-hmm. We are not like we don't need her to look like an actual lawyer yeah. or this, our concept of what a lawyer looks like. As again, SJP. like just to remind everybody when people were watching and just like that and they were like, this hasn't real. Like, this is great. The show has always been a fantasy. You're always. living in a fantasy. You're this is cotton candy fantasy. Well, I think though, to with I, some I, reality, I, I think what people though were pushing up against and in just like that is they wanted more fantasy. I think they felt we were too more fantasy. I think they felt we were too in the bed. They were too in the muck of reality. Like that there wasn't the cotton candy. And then just like that, it was too awkward. I think actually what people need to remember about Sex of the City is that it is cringier than you remember. That's it too. Like it's not the cotton. I think actually we're probably getting more cotton candy season two, Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, season two of And Just Like That. I think we're getting, which is why everyone liked the finale for the most part. It was like, Oh, the opulence is back. The crazy clothes. Like, mm-hmm. how could Carrie have gotten that dress to Paris? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, and we loved it. And it was just like, oh, we finally got like I... a hot man. I think that was where it was like, we're back. Chasing I... in a song for no reason. Cotton candy, <laughs> I... California girls. I just want Shay back on my screen. But anyway. Well, they're, they're, com- they're coming in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. I can't wait um well speaking of a complete disaster steve oh my god he hears the news and it's sort of like oh well you never wanted a baby when i well we were evil and i'm like sir like because she already had a baby you you were the baby and then you got her a fucking puppy like she was tired of your ass she was down bad she was so sick of them so Ugh. then again he's like well good to know my one ball works and I'm like, 
Oh, First of all, that has gosh. nothing to do with that. Please. And Read books, Steve. I appreciate, I appreciate when she's just kind of like, yeah, you can come and visit. <laughs> I love that. I was watching it and I was like, how fucking progressive, like for this show to just have this woman be like, so I'm going to raise it. You can come and go as you please. Um, that Yeah, that that it is what it is. And you know what? Brady probably would have turned out better if she had just done that. Brady would have turned out better had he been raised by a pack of wolves and occasionally Magda dropped off some bread. <laughs> Fucking kid is out of control. But watching them like have this conversation in the park, I just love the walk and talk scenes of Sex in the City. I really do. And no matter who's really doing them. Um, but Steve is just such a clown. And he's like, I should I sell the bar? She's like, no. What? That... Then what the fuck would you do for your job, you fucking idiot? Well, he mostly meant like I have, he is cash poor right now. He's always cash poor. No, but like, I think I understood why he said that. Like that, oh, if I had known I was about to take on the burden of fatherhood, I would have like well, not. Well, then you know what, Steve? You shouldn't be raw dog and Miranda. If look, you're not ready to take on that burden. Neither, uh, look, that is a much bigger conversation about why everyone's constantly having sex and no condoms on television. It drives me insane. There is simply too much unwanted pregnancy on television. Yeah. Just mostly because kids are a nice um, device. But the amount of unwanted pregnancies on Grey's Anatomy is insane. Like, not that many people are having sex without condoms. And B, you all are doctors. Do better. Do better, be better. Be best to quote my favorite first lady. Shout out to my actual favorite first lady, Abigail Adams. I do really love the scene where we get to see some of the realities of pregnancy for Miranda when mm-hmm. she is feeling really sick on the phone call with Miranda and I, I'm sorry, with Carrie. And I love the joke about the double on the double word play of morning versus M. O-U-R-N morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't care for the fact that she took the phone to vomit directly into uh, the thank toilet. Thank you. I was waiting for you to get to that. That really upset me. However, I will say, you know, back in my 20s when we were really getting up to stuff and really hitting the club, mm-hmm. I did have a friend and we once just, you know, we'd gone out and we did spend the whole day the next day on the phone together just throwing up. Just on and off. But I don't okay. know that I ever cradled These the phone. These women are 35. <laughs> But I don't know that I ever cradled the phone directly, like, over the toilet. No, I mean, she really put the phone in the toilet. Like, I, I think it was, it was on, like, the, it was probably, like, on the, the like, uh, sink while sink. I was throwing up. But yeah. she was, like, we. I felt like Carrie, like, felt like she was in a 4D movie. That was truly payback. That you was payback. Chef bagels, yeah. Now, a scene I genuinely love in this episode is when old Stevie pops up to propose... So let's hear that and then we can move on to Charlotte. That night, I surprised myself. Who is it? It's me. And Miranda was getting a surprise as well. What are you, fucking crazy? That's your answer? Why are you proposing? I thought this is what you wanted. I don't want to marry you, Steve. Well, I don't want to marry you either. <laughs> what are we doing? What? There's going to be a baby. And I, 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 I just, I don't want to just be a guy who sees you at the playground. I want to help. That doesn't mean we have to get married. You're not in love with me, right? 
No, especially not right now, I'm not. Then you need to say that every day, because when you see me with this baby, you're gonna think that we belong together. You're gonna think that you're in love with me. I don't know, I've seen you with my dog, and mostly you just seem uncomfortable. How are we gonna do this? Raise a kid together and not be together? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Miranda knew Steve wasn't right for her, but she wanted to do what was right for her baby. By the way, I know that's a hand-me-down ring. I would never say yes to a hand-me-down ring. You picked out this ring. For Carrie. Fine, frankly, I can't afford a stupid ring and a baby. See, this is working out already. I love this scene. Love. It's so funny. It's funny, but I also think it is exactly why these two shouldn't be together. Ever. Because this is the first time that I think they actually seem to make sense to me, which mm -hmm. is almost like old friends who've been forced into a situation. It's like my parents. It's, yeah. Not that they were forced, but like this. Are, are you, are you Brady? <laughs> Honestly. Just condoms akimbo. It, it's just. It's funny watching them, like, figure out this new dynamic and, like, bringing this baby in the world together. And she's like, you can't be in love with me because when you see me with this baby, you are going to fall in love with me. And you but can't. But isn't that almost – it's interesting because that is almost what happens in reverse, though, for Miranda. Right. She starts to fall in love with – or she tricks herself into fall thinking she's in love with Steve. Although, you know, I don't want to say that. In the kind of canon of the show – I do think we have to give validity to the fact that Miranda does love Steve. She just, and I think we could say it, I think she should be alone. I think she is at her happiest alone. Mm -hmm. I don't think she should end up with Che either. No. I if think... anything, she should end up with a partner, but they should never live together. Like, she still needs her own space. She should just, like, have a companion, someone that she can, like, go to dinners with and, like, Nia Wallace. With. And then come home. Yeah, I think she herself. just wants a dinner buddy. Kind of and honestly, I mean, who doesn't? Shout out to shout out to that. That is me. Like That's my parents. I think I'm basically gonna age into like I may have started a Charlotte, but I'm gonna age into a Rambo. I feel like sometimes you are a Rambo. Already. I do have yeah, I've got Miranda. You have a little bit of Rambo in you. I I mean mostly at work. Yeah. Although I was yelling at a florist again recently. Oh my god. Never not. I don't know what something about me and a florist. It's not like, good. <laughs> but I really, I do really like the scene. And of course, it calls back to um the asshole scene when he shows up to her door. They're never not fighting in that doorway. He's never not showing up unannounced. I hope actually that if if Mr. Eigenberg does join us and in just like that, I'd love to see him in the doorway again. Just like Miranda, what's going on with you and Shay? Get the fuck out of here, Steve. I want them just screaming in a doorway. Yeah. Although, like, do they have to drive? No, Brady's already off to college, I guess. Brady's gone. Thank God. I hope he never comes back. And I and I guess when Miranda moves back to New York, I wonder where she's going to live. She's not moving back to Brooklyn, so we're going to see Miranda in a whole new apartment. That'll be fun. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited for season two. I know. I don't want to see her in that. Brooklyn. I don't want her in Brooklyn anymore. She's got to get out of there. Yeah, I want. I also don't want her in old Ukraine where she was in the first movie when she made that weird racist joke about like black people moving out, white people moving in. Let's go. I'm like, yeah, really. yeah, it's not good. Let's get into an F Charlotte. Charlotte. 
So our first shot of Charlotte is just her ass her getting injected ass. with some hormones. So she is um she's preparing for in vitro. She's discussing their fertility with other families. Then she drops on Trey before as she get in as she get as they're getting into bed that she's that they has she put them on a list for she's put them on a list a mandarin baby yes yeah and she goes and if ivf doesn't work out i put us on a list for a mandarin baby and he's like what and then she just turns the lights off an icon charlotte is a really bad partner in this episode and i actually think you think and i yes and i really love this episode because I think it lays the track for what Charlotte ultimately needs to learn and does learn in her relationship with Harry, which is that your expectations have to be in line with your partners. Mm -hmm. So she is pushing full steam ahead almost entirely without Trey to the point where he's constantly entering the scene and like, wait, what's going on? He has to like, he's playing catch up all throughout this episode of, Wait, so now we're learning. So wait, you're learning Chinese. The baby might be a little bit older. Oh, it's definitely going to be a girl. And there is, I think that we remember a lot more of Bunny when we think of this storyline mm -hmm. and her moment later, which we'll hear, rather than Trey. Because I actually, and again, in Beyonce's year 2023, to feel bad for a man, a fictional man, no less. Mm -hmm. Shocking. But I oh, did, I don't think he's wrong at all. I but I do yes. think she is just not thinking at all. She is such a um blinders up mm -hmm. for what she wants. And I think that all pays off when Harry says to her, when she is like asked what is she she keeps saying, pop the question or oh, just, where's the just, ring? Yeah, where's the ring? Um and you can't let your expectations and your needs put up such a wall that you can't embrace what your partner needs and and also stop them from being able to get in. Like, Trey can't even catch up to where she is. Well, She's moving think, so full steam ahead. Do you think but I think it's Trey, great in terms of storytelling. Do you think that with Trey, she's scared to have those conversations? That's why she's just choosing not to tell him anything. I, she doesn't want to hear, like, maybe he doesn't want this. Maybe this isn't right. Like, maybe this I don't. I think enough. that's the most generous reading of which I think okay. she is genuinely so sure that she wants to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And she's viewing it solely through herself. That she can't even, I don't think she is even thinking about Trey. Yeah, I well, mean, she also a whole ass adoption want, agency wanted... means she means she forged his signature. Most likely, I I have to imagine if two parents have to sign that. Yeah, mm. she's she set them up for dinners with with she's couples. Just like kind she of, is on. She's one. kind of in like a manic state. I mean, she's also hopped up with hormones, and I appreciate the right. episode's comedy surrounding that. The we have to live. <laughs> no, I wrote that down in my notes like it's one of her best um and when he called her barren and she's like we are not barren we are reproductively challenged which of course will be her intro line in the first movie it's the line they pull out from her mm -hmm. um and I don't know I also thought Trey just looked so gorgeous in this episode 
Oh, they both look stunning. I love Charlotte in a nightgown. No one wears a nightgown better than Charlotte. I don't no know. One. I prefer Carrie in a nightgown. I prefer myself. I've got three. Never not in one. I'm going to show up for, to recording in one. That's probably why you love Tom Schwartz, because he's always in that fucking moo-moo. Who? Tom Schwartz. Oh, I was like, who in, the, who in this show is named Tom Schwartz? Yeah. Um. So let's hear Charlotte and Bunny, because mm-hmm. our favorite villain is back. She's in full villain mode. <laughs> I was wondering when you'd be arriving. You missed dinner and the Loch Levin dancers. Oh, shoot. Sorry, Mother, my fault. Long day at work. Hello, Bunny. Oh, my dear, don't you look festive. Trey, you must join your brothers. They're out there making complete fools of themselves. Do you know that dance? Unfortunately, I do. Excuse me. It's the Highland Flea Deal. It's what this event was named after. Something called a fling, it looks like a lot of work. That's what I used to tell Trey about you. (laughs) They say this dance was originally danced on the shield of a clansman. Oh, do you know anything about clans? Well, I know this is the McDougal clan's tartan. Yes, well, McDougal is one of the oldest Highland clans in existence. We have a very proud lineage. One I hope you and Trey will be able to perpetuate. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I know some things can't be helped, but I must tell you right now, I don't enjoy Mandarin food, and I don't enjoy a Mandarin child. Um, I don't think that's any of your business. Oh, but it is my business. The McDougal name will be carried on by sons of your own, not daughters of the South Pacific. Would you care for some shortbread? No. in New York City, shall we? I'm serious! I'm doing all the work! I'm getting the hormone shots, and I'm taking the pills, and I'm doing the research, and I am in the chat room with all of the other reproductively challenged women, and I'm learning Mandarin! All you have to do is jerk off into a plastic cup. Charlotte, get a hold of yourself. You get a hold of yourself and try to keep your mother out of it. So, I love this reintroduction of Bunny, and what I love about it is all of this work, I'd almost feel as like they've been layering all of, since the introduction of Bunny, for the one joke, and it is a solid joke of, that's what I used to say about Trey, say about you to Trey, the, that's a lot of work for a fling. Yeah. It's such a yeah. good, like, landing to make them Scottish, to introduce this stupid dance, all for that one joke is so good. It's so good. It's giving Emily Gilmore a little bit, like the biting, like little shade that she's throwing. Well, and then it also is giving Emily Gilmore because it then devolves into racism. Yeah, it quickly devolves into that. Um, I, Charlotte, in my opinion, had every right to be really mad about that. I don't know, though, that she has a right to be mad at Trey. I think she's maybe mad because he's not communicating this with her. Like he's not really saying much to her, but he's telling his mom, like, 
I would be pissed. But I think there's right. I think almost what you needed was a beat of Bunny saying, like Trey agrees with me. Or something. Because all she gets is Bunny's perspective that, like, she doesn't necessarily, you know, she's racist and doesn't think she she doesn't want an Asian child in their family. I don't think it is wrong of Trey, much like I didn't think it was wrong of her to, him to tell her, his mother, that they were trying to say, oh, Charlotte, um, you know, has signed us up for adoption. It You never hear, or if not even that, you just needed her to say something like, this seems to be moving very quickly for Trey. And frankly, I also don't want a Chinese baby or a Mandarin yeah. baby. I don't like Mandarin food and I don't want a Mandarin. There's something that needed to another beat there. Because at the end of the day, I understand that like their relationship is really weird. I, I don't think she should be watching him bathe. But, you know, Bunny is Trey's person. So, of course, she told him. I understand him telling her. Right. So th that's I why I think we need that like, beat. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I do. Because when she runs over, I'm like, can you ch chill, Charlotte? <laughs> Although I did appreciate her screaming. And oh my guys, God. I love when Charlotte's mad. Like, please go back it's and watch. so good. There is a actor in the background who is so horrified by Kristen Davis. I think he's like a caterer. He is giving a look at her like I would give if someone behaved that way in public. Just like, no. Yeah, I would. His so face acting is nuts. I love him. <laughs> you texted me a few days ago and you were like, there's a couple breaking up next to me. That is like my dream scenario. I love when people fight in public. Like, Oh, well, I fighting can't... at a bar. This was just a bar. No, if I know. If someone was I'm behaving that like... way at a public function no a, i would love it uh, i would i would be aghast i would actively walk over and escort them out and i, I would, and i've had to I would like you you have to leave like you can't like it is the most i actually was quite surprised that charlotte did it, it is the most crass behavior you can ex like demonstrate in public is now a bar it's like whatever who cares we're all here for yeah but they're the fling yeah but you're at like a probably a fun scottish driver. fling yeah, yeah. Like, this is raising money, I'm sure, for something, or at least is in some fancy And venue. I love that Trey there didn't are, stop. There Trey are didn't stop flinging. No. Who would? Trey is he's a like, man of society. He understands He's like, I got a fling, bitch. He rips her dress. And I felt like Charlotte is on one. These hormones, she she's got to get off them. It's, she's, she's losing it. So then they come home. And oh. they finally have this conversation. And this is where, and so the one of the reasons that I really don't think that um she's thinking of him is, is that she seems almost entirely taken aback by Trey's final admission. And frankly, if she had been, if she had been listening to him, you know, like um Grandmother Willow and Pocahontas says, she's not listening with her heart, Charlotte. And if she'd been watching him, throughout this episode, she would have already known this is not a man interested in having a child. No. The fact that she not. needs him to explicitly say it means mm -hmm. that she is so checked out of their partnership and is laser focused on the idea of having a child. Um, and not to say she shouldn't be. And these are two people who don't want the same thing. And um, I do love the idea that she finally is able to say, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm okay. Yeah. It's hard for her to say that. I know. It's, it's the first to time. to not admit that she's okay. Yeah. Or that she doesn't know. 
Like right. she's she's not sure. She does love Trey. Could she imagine a life without kids? It is almost as if when he asks, when she when he admits that, mm-hmm. she has to open a whole new door and neurological pathways for herself of like, do I want? Like, could I even do? Her life has been so tracked. Yeah. That she's like, what are you even talking about? The idea of not having yeah, children like, and it just being us too. So that's why I think that I don't um, know is so different than it is different than her saying I'm not okay. I she's like, I don't know. She is fully in the gray in a yeah. way she's never been before. She's in the mirror and, of um, gray. She's really gotta do some journey. She's on her journeyman work. I would yeah. suggest journaling. And I would suggest a divorce immediately. Yeah, I mean, at this point, and like he said something and it's giving Carrie's monologue where he's like, it shouldn't be this hard. Like marriage is hard, but it shouldn't be this hard. Oh, well, I don't think he's, he doesn't mean their marriage at that point. I, he means the idea of having children, like that it shouldn't be this, Trey is not interested in that amount of work in terms of having children, that it's he, which is, I think, a very passive Right, he is passive to the idea of children. Is how I took that line. If it happens, the natural way of us having sex, great. If it doesn't, also great. I am I not going like, to work that hard. I think coming out of their whole like him not being able to like fuck and like that whole thing, and then now this, I think he's just like, I shouldn't. It shouldn't be like this. And I don't I know think... because then I think that we wouldn't have the next few episodes because they are really going to try. And imagine their lives oh. without a kid. And then he gives her the card. But that's that. But that's what I mean. I I don't think that Trey is there yet. It's not until Charlotte definitively says, "I have to have this baby," that mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, no." So I think for him, he's like, "No, it, I don't." Trey is not a worker bee. He isn't someone who's going to like. No, 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 no. So he's not for, putting any extra work. Yeah. So for him, it's like I need things. Well, because everything like in his life has also come so easy. Yeah. It's, so he's it's, just like, why would I have to work th- at this? He, he is Hubble, right? Everything in life is. He I'm, is he's like Hubble. the country he was born into. Everything comes easily to him. And so, it is not going. Trey is not the kind of the neurological pathways in your brain are so, that's so what fascinating. I, so that's what I mean when I say I don't think it's about their marriage yet. I think it is. He is like, okay, we fix this one issue, our sex mm-hmm. lives. We are happy, Charlotte. Or no, I shouldn't say. I think he would say, I am happy. Like mm-hmm. I could do this forever. Yeah, but that's you what are, he did say. Basically, you are basically asking me to do too much when I am actively in a state of contentment. Yeah. Um, and Charlotte questions are being asked Charlotte isn't let's get into seedings we start the episode her building's going co-op and Aiden's in a tank top fucking white beater is it a white beater or a wife beater we should cut that no I'm genuinely asking we do not call it We do not call it, we do not use that phrase. It's wife beater and we do not use that phrase anymore. Oh, it's just tank top. Yeah, so Cam. He's in a white tank top. Yeah, so well, let's just restart. I didn't know that. I didn't know we weren't saying that. You don't think it, we should be using the phrase wife beater? I never really, I never really use the phrase. You, so... you dropped it pretty casually right there. Well, I said white. <laughs> like, and, and then, then I you asked quickly were like, white. is it wife? Or I'm like, it, it is wife and we don't say that so okay okay 
All right, let's get into Ms. Bradshaw. Her building's going co-op. She comes home, Aiden's in a tank top in her kitchen, cooking again. I have to ask, why is Aiden always in her apartment? This is a studio apartment. I think it's to build the particular... Um, we've only seen really his door to his bedroom, but I think we so know it to be, door. he, yes, he has a, he has at least a one bedroom apartment. Right. Um, I think it's visually, I think it is to, um, show the largest contrast between him and big that for right. Carrie had to enter big's domestic space. Aiden is entering hers. And so it is to show that like they are, um, he is more available to her. He is more wanting to be with her. He is, it's to draw that distinction in a kind of real brass tacks story, like visual story way of here is the difference between these two men. One's in a suit, one's in a tank. He, Carrie Vitt travels to him. Aiden travels to her. Um, And she is dismayed about this apartment and I had forgotten. Well, because he casually was like, why don't you just buy it? And she's like, sir, do you not know anything about me? Well, no, he seemingly has no idea of her fun. If he actually meant that, and I think he did. No, actually, I'm, I don't think he did. I actually think that this is one of the reasons, and not to harp on this, that I find him financially abusive, is that there is something almost um calculated about mm-hmm. how he relates the ownership of her home and marriage. That he says, oh yeah, I'll buy this. So first of all, I now, I don't know how much her apartment's worth, but at this time in New York. But of now, for him to casually be like, I'll buy this one and the one next door. First of all, do you even know that the one next door is for sale? Yeah, like have you talked to this older woman <laughs> next door? Like, how do you know what's going on? Like maybe that old lady next door has the money to buy her apartment. Yeah. Because Carrie does say the whole building is going co-op, but that woman might be able to afford hers. So it, it's just something about the idea that he offers this mm-hmm. and we're aware that he's also about to propose the mm-hmm. co-mingling of those two and the fact that when she says like, oh, what would the rent be? And it's like, and he kisses her. I'm like, no, this is not safe. This is not right. I don't like this shit. Where is Miranda? Where is the Miranda of the first movie who is like, how is this going to work? Right. Like but... Miranda stays on her neck in the first movie about buying, letting Big buy uh, Heaven on 7th or whatever the fuck they called that penthouse. Yeah. That gorgeous home that I would have but... let any man purchase for me. But people like just let Aiden get away with anything because he's a quote unquote nice guy. He is. And we dangerous. see through it. He's dangerous. He's demonic, frankly. And later she finds... And she just also seems, like, really unsure. Oh, instantly. Like, Um, she's like, I don't know about this. Well, I don't know. Actually, I think... um, I I, I don't know that I agree with that she's unsure about the idea of him buying the apartment and them living together. She seems pretty firm in that and is, like... and, and. talk about passive she's kind of like well it could be nice he's here all the time anyway why not like yeah but I, there's I, like 
Where she's I think just... she wants to be a recip. She wants to have that. She likes Aiden thrusting love upon her, which is like the uh, which is what someone buying an apartment for you, buying your apartment, expanding it. Mm-hmm. That is what that is like. Sh- having someone give you something. It's not until she discovers that ring, which would require movement on her part, that she's like, "No, hold up now." Yeah, that I mean that really sent her into a tailspin. So she throws up, and then now let's hear the brunch scene between the girls, and then continue on. You're getting engaged! I threw up. I saw the ring, and I threw up. That's not normal. That's my reaction to marriage. What do you think you might do if he asks? I don't know. Just say yes. Well, it hasn't been long enough, has it? Trey and I got engaged after only a month. How long before you separated? We're together now, and that's what matters. When it's right, you just know. So Carrie doesn't know. Carrie threw up, so it might not be right. Maybe this is all happening because my building is going co-op. Is this a real estate merger? Am I a real estate bride? If there were unlimited apartments in Manhattan, we'd all be single forever. What did the ring look like? Well, that's the other thing. The ring was not good. What do you mean? It was a pear-shaped diamond. With a gold band. Oh, ick. No wonder you threw up. It's just not me. You wear gold jewelry? Yeah, like ghetto gold for fun, but this is my engagement ring. I helped pick the ring. You knew about this? Aiden wanted a female perspective, and P.S. I was a pregnant woman shopping for a ring with a man who wasn't the baby's father. It's not exactly my dream scenario. At least you're pregnant. Are you going to yell at me every time I mention it? Because we've got another seven months to go. I'll just say, I'm not ready to get engaged yet, but I love you, and I want to live with you. How does that sound? Like a no. Um, I love this brunch scene. I love Miranda's kind of like, she's probing a little. I love Samantha's hard no. Hard no. And, um... And Charlotte's Charlotte, and she's just like, what about the ring? Like, that is such... Well, she's also like, just say, yes, you're getting engaged. And what's interesting is, though, in next, I think it's next season, Charlotte, there'll be a conversation. It's in the episode about the, um, how many loves can you get? I think it's the first episode, Edgar's Away. And Charlotte actually is more on big side. She says, oh, of course you were always going to be with Big. And Miranda says, no, she was meant to be with Aiden. So it's interesting to see here that Charlotte's really just pushing her to war. If we're to use that as Charlotte's actual truth, and of course, Mm -hmm. Charlotte will be the one who hears him say, I love you on the voicemail and says like, okay, come, like we need to fix this. Mm -hmm. She's a big girl. She's just pushing Carrie to get married. She's like, just get married. Yeah, because she's like the idea that someone's proposing and like you have to say yes, like that is what Charlotte thinks. Yeah. Um, um but the ring but, is disgusting. But then we get um ghetto gold for fun. Yikes. Tough. Well, I one of my iconic like... lines. I do quote that line constantly in my <laughs> if I see someone wearing gold, you better know in my head I'm thinking ghetto gold for fun. But I Miranda's being so funny because she's like um what about it you didn't like it and it's just perfect the whole brunch miranda is an asshole because i think so first and foremost and maybe although i was about to say maybe like back in the olden days this is 2001 you should not be proposing to someone who you have not had a conversation about marriage with 
Right. Like proposals should not come as a complete surprise. So if my friend, if, so say your boyfriend came to me and Mm -hmm. said, hey, I need your help buying Sam a ring. And you have not once told me, oh, last night I was talking to my boyfriend about like getting married and I really am looking forward to marrying him one day. My response would be, okay, sure. And then I would grab my phone and literally start texting you. "Um, You've never mentioned getting married to this man and he is here telling me he would like to buy me a ring, WTF. Like, I think that if you don't know that your friend wants to marry someone, you don't go with this dopey country bumpkin foghorn leghorn motherfucker to buy a gold ring from like port dis- port authority well yeah and their relationship is like fairly rocky like Carrie's never like well I don't think th- I-, I don't think that the show is presenting it as rocky I think we think it is right I, th- I think most we people think are she's watching- in like a fully like a I think she's basically like in a gulag like being trapped <laughs> Yeah, I, but the ring is just so ugly. Like, Miranda, what the fuck were you thinking? Uh, well, it does make I sense. Miranda so doesn't, fucking pissed. Miranda doesn't have good taste. No, again, I would be so mad. And this is also begs the question, like, shouldn't the person that's marrying you, like, have some idea of, like, what you like? No, I don't think that I would not trust any person, which is why I think conversations Stations are so important. Are so important. All of mm-hmm. this is wrong. I actually kind of, I didn't really buy into when Carrie and said- And they didn't like, have Pinterest. He couldn't hack yeah, her Pinterest board. I, I, I didn't buy into when Carrie said, oh, I can't marry this man who doesn't know like what kind of ring I would want. I'm like, I, I, that is not a correct, ladies- Gay men, that is not a criteria for marrying someone. That's the a big cri- question women The criteria ask, for marrying someone is, hey, have we had a conversation about it? Has he factored me in and asked me what I would want? But that's a really, like, real thing that, is that a stupid like, women thing. talk about. That is, then women, sorry, you guys need to be smarter. Because one, <laughs> requiring someone to have your taste in jewelry is an insane barometer for whether you should be with someone or not. It is. Focus like, on whether I, or not he'll be a good father. But you know what? You know my Dizzy Carrie ass? Like, I, I've had that thought, too. Well, that's quite silly. I know. And that's the nicest way I'm going to put that. It's less than smart to quote Wendy Williams. Yeah. it's. Not, I mean, it is what it is. Um. So I don't know. I didn't love that. But I did think that, yeah, that is actually kind of crazy that a best friend who has heard, not heard their good friend say, yeah, I'm, I, I want to marry this man, wouldn't instantly be like, um, a crazy. No, well, no. Carrie's also never really expressed the urge to want to get married, period, I feel like. Like, I think she questions it a little bit with Big when she's like, well, when he well, says like, oh, I would never get married again or something like that. And Yeah, I that's the closest. I was trying to remember but the like, episode, but that's the closest we've come to hear her talking she's about not marriage. like Charlotte, who's like, oh my God, I want to get married. I want to get married. I want to get married. Yeah, or Charlotte, who would literally say on like the third date, oh my God, he's the one. If yeah. like that is not who Carrie is, she would say, I love this man. But if she's not using the phrase husband or thinking about him or talking about that, that is you the don't. minute you hear that, Miranda Bestie, you're supposed to call and say, like, um, hey, like, just as an FYI, Aiden asked me to do this. Don't tell him I did, but look, something's coming. 
I did really like at the good. other women's reactions um, to Miranda saying, like, I picked out the ring. Like, Samantha was disgusted. And then Charlotte was laughing because she's like, you are such a clown. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. And the fact that it, why is he carrying it around in his gym bag? In his duffel bag, like a fucking idiot. Like, why is he carrying it from his, I guess though, and to to move into the next scene when she decides to head him off at dinner, first and foremost, you have to go back and look at the wine glasses they're drinking out of. They are insane goblets. They're stemmed, but the stem is like, um, it's it's a glass stem, but it's thick and ran, and and like spiraled. And so long, it looks like a um, candle holder. I gotta go back and look. It is the most insane wine glass I've ever seen. This restaurant is incredibly tacky. Um, I thought she looked beautiful, though. And she's trying to head him off. And I noticed, though, if you go back and look at John Corbett's performance, he mm-hmm. is, cons- I think he is literally carrying this ring around constantly. So that's kind of why I think he has it in the um, duffel bag. Is I think he's ready to propose. Well, at uh, well we see that given... he's ready to propose no matter where Well, I think are. that's where he planned it later. Um, and we can chat about that. But I do think that is why he has it, is, is that he's looking for the right moment. He is carrying mm-hmm. it on him at all times, waiting he's for like, a moment I never know. that feels... Yeah like right um but then she runs into that bathroom and, and is behaving like an absolute crazy person when most identify when she looks under the stall to say i'm sorry to the person who can't see her i know i was like, <laughs> please don't look at women under the stall well she can't see anything other than the person's legs the person can't I know, see it's her still weird. it was an insane gesture to make it I just really thought, was what a weird thing for sarah jessica parker to do as just an actor but well she was clearly in a manic state but very iconic so she comes back out and they end up leaving and then the next time we see carrie she's bopping around the street shopping and then roll somebody rolls down his window and gives a like, hey lady. Uh, and it's Mr. Big it's back Mr. on Big. his big game. He's not giving his He's depressed. back on the streets. He's back in the big we love. He's not mm-hmm. in his white t-shirt sounding like the villain from Home Alone. Oh no, no, she couldn't see me, but I could see her or whatever. He's yeah. his hair's right. He's not in, in suffering. He's, he's back on his, his bullshit and I'm here for it. He's ready to he is like such a menace and I love him. The banter is easy and great. Yeah. But then she gives a weird little like facial tick and he's like so what's going on with Country Bob? <laughs> big hates and him. The only person with more disdain for Aiden is, than me is Big. Yeah, truly. Um, And he quickly tells her not only it's like He's not the one. You're not the marrying kind, sweetie. Now, why do you think he felt the need to say this? Why do you think the writers pulled him out, pulled him out from hell to ruin this woman's life? Because that's kind of what he does at times. Like he really holds a mirror up to her and it's like, babe, I don't think you're the marrying kind. Because he doesn't want her to marry Aiden because he knows that country Bob is not the one. I don't even think Big at this time thinks he's the one for her. I think no, Big is knows. not worried about her. No, he genuinely is just like Aiden's not the guy for you. I think it is such a clever writing device on the part of Michael Patrick King in the writers' room 
to have ultimately what pushes her towards yes is big is big Mm -hmm. saying no you're not like this you shouldn't do this that to have him show up and be that kind of force agent and it's easy to think oh that conversation has nothing to do with why she says yes but then there's a reason it's there it she has is, everything to do with why she, she says is yes. pushing against big and trying to almost prove him wrong mm-hmm. <sighs> and she's not the marrying kind do you want to see carrie get married and then just like that no. I think a lot of people do. No, I mean, no, what? wait, hold on. Not to Aiden. I don't think anybody wants you that. You think people want her to get married again? I do. I think that for a lot of people, Carrie married is the kind of natural ending to this show. I think that a lot of people would still view and just like that as I honestly haven't be- seen any of that discourse. I have. I've laid my eyes upon it. I've gotten a few DMs. Wow, I've never Some even. Some would say Chris, they want honestly, her to marry. Even like, we're not even. I'm not even taking that on. But I haven't even like. That's not even been a thought that's crossed my mind. Um, I think that for some, the show is still about being single and dating, and so that for a lot of people, the end of that narrative, the traditional happy ending. If you're going to start mm-hmm. something that is like, I'm a single person dating, the mm-hmm. happy ending to that story is a wedding interesting and so that i think some would say that for carrie to have that holistic happy ending we have to see her in some sort of long-term committed relationship wet married i would like her to be in a relationship and living with someone i feel like that would be a fun dynamic like living with someone that's not big like i i I figuring that out but i don't think her get i can't even picture her getting in a wedding dress I well, we might be seeing it. <laughs> She's gonna throw that old wedding Vivian Westwood on. Although I think that was a a fake shoot. I, I don't think it think... was a fake too. Although last week you literally were like, "Though they they never do fake shoots." I've never seen a fake Sex and the City photo. Well, you also in my thought life. you also thought the Aiden picture was fake. No, I didn't. That's literally not what I said. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I said. You, you no, know, I said that it could be fake. You said that they don't take fake photos. You were like, they've never <laughs> used fake photos on this show in the history. I know, of and then I did a quick Google search. <laughs> um, so what do you think about Aiden's proposal? Um, here's the thing. I'm not a fan of the over-the-top proposals. Like, that's not a thing I I would ever want. And I don't enjoy them. Like, I don't think they're, I don't know. I just have a thing about them. I think I like a more casual, like in the moment type of thing. Um, But I don't think telling her, hang on, I got to grab a poop bag is the moment that I would want it to be in the middle of the street. Why is Pete pooping in the middle of the street? And why are you kneeling next to his poop? I don't think Pete is actually going at that moment. He said, the, "Oh, I didn't bring a poop bag with me." I think he I think he's trying I think he's trying to get her and to And then look he gets away. on the ground. Yeah. Yes, I think that he is lying. I don't I think, think I think Pete pooped. I don't. I don't th- I I personally don't. I think he Either is Either way. I think he is lying. Or not, I hated it. 
I don't understand why these two are always in the middle yeah. of the goddamn street. I think he is um I think he is lying because he knows that Carrie would turn away. Yeah. So either, like I, I said, either way, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Um I actually thought that th- that moment to me is kind of um I appreciate the idea that he knows her well enough to know that that is a a physical reaction she would have mm-hmm. that like the way to distract her would be to say, "Oh, Pete is like I need a bag." So then she's going to turn her body away from him. The only thing I thought was funny is is if someone ever asked me to hold something, I wouldn't keep my hand out or with my face away. I would always turn around and go, "What are you what are you handing to me?" Right. Um but for the fate sake of the show that needs to happen. The thing I found most interesting about this proposal, and it kind of is analogous to Big's proposal in the first movie, neither of them ever say, will you marry me? Right. Um, Which is, I think, in some ways, the most interesting part of why Carrie is capable of saying yes. Because I think if he said, will you marry me, there would have been a... um, a real reckoning of, do I want to be a wife, a bride, and a wife? Mm-hmm. What he says, Mary. yeah. What he says is, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I love you. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And he says, What do you think about that? And that is a very different understanding when someone asks, which is like, Oh, and I, Carrie, in this point in the show, she loves him. So it's like, What do you think of the fact that I love you? Do you? It's not. Do you? It's not even back. Do you love me? And then when she sees the ring, it is this Different. new beautiful ring and her first words are it's not she says something like it's not the it's different or it's not the ring and she catches yeah, herself before she really puts out that she i think she says it's different and then she stops and says it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and then she says yes and he lies and says oh i picked this ring out myself because i didn't think it would be yours and i think that is such an interesting so i guess you have to wonder are we to believe and this is the show is not definitive on this did samantha call aiden or did aiden call samantha and that is really the huge distinction there is that if aiden is a if aiden really looked at the first ring and said this isn't right for carrie and then decided to call samantha mm-hmm now, the only reason I don't think that is true is I don't think some Aiden knows how to reach Samantha. And I also I think he would choose Charlotte. Although, no, he hasn't met Charlotte. We've never seen them interact. We've only seen him interact with Samantha. And actually, he was getting quite a kick out of Samantha. Remember when she was like, Well, he has met Charlotte p-. at her engagement party or rehearsal dinner. Oh, yeah. Well, she wasn't sitting at that table. But I just think he knows like, that Samantha is, like, very in tune with But I guess I is. would say is that, well, not, I don't think, actually, I, I would argue that the show posits that Samantha and, Samantha and uh, Charlotte are on the same, understand Carrie the same amount. Mm-hmm. Miranda understands Carrie a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I do think Samantha reached out to him, though. And that is where I think that the big, like, where I'm not so comfortable with what he said, because it is like, well, sir, did you come to that realization yourself? And also, and also like, you she's don't gonna think ta- they're going to know. They're going to talk about this, sir. Right. Like, why are you lying? Yeah. Why are you going to lie like that? I, like I know. It. But she did look really happy. Um, 
And the ring was beautiful. So much better How than the first How much money one. is this man worth? Thank you. When she pointed at Charlotte's ring and said, see, that is a beautiful ring. I was like, that ring it's like costs more point... than your life, ma'am. Well, I don't we find out it's like $1.5 million or something? It's, yeah. It's a million, it's an over million dollar, or is it a million dollar ring? $50,000. What? <laughs> I guess that is a lot of money. <laughs> How much money does she give Carrie for that apartment? $30,000. Oh. Woo! So that ring was at least, so I think Charlotte's ring is worth $30,000. So I do think Aiden has $30,000. For a ring? Yeah, I mean he's talking There's about no buying way. he's talking about buying two New York City apartments. I think this I think we're to believe this How many man is, I don't trunks know. and tables is he selling? Thousands. I guess. At his furniture store. I don't know, but I if he's talking about buying two New York City apartments and combining them with those zoning laws and and the things you're gonna have to get. But this is two thousand one. Things were different. <laughs> No, it was still thirty thousand dollars in two thousand one is a little different than two three thousand thirty thousand dollars now. It is, but it's still a shit ton of money. And if he's buying two apartments in it New is. York City, he. But is... I don't think he can buy two apartments. He and does. A ring. He does. No, at the same time, I'm saying he does. We see he's going. He buys know, the apartment. But the quality, I know, but like, how is this happening I through the sales of his furniture? What don't you get? This yeah, like, man who, who has buying money. This furniture? Is Aiden then? You know what he needs? He needs to. He was put going more money to into his in his, his little wardrobe. Oh, were you not going to say his wardrobe? No, I was going to say that fucking um shack up in Suffern. Oh yeah, it's crazy. He's like doing that he's, himself. Like, apparently, got so much money, but maybe he's also rent. Maybe he's like a fucking property brother. He's also flipping houses. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but the man has a lot of money. Wait. What this if is not about sex just in the like city. that? No, it okay. is. What if it in just like that, Aiden is like this is gonna be the on HGTV idea. and like has like a show? I literally, as you said it, I said this is gonna be the dumbest idea, and it was. <laughs> but like, like what if? Like, what if he is a property brother on and just like that? Nobody don't ain't nobody putting that man on TV. I have to I say the know. point. The point where he really disgusted me in terms of his visuals is when the camera panned to him on one knee. It was something about if I looked down and saw that eager little face, ugh, <laughs> get out of here. Get out. Um, I do love the ending of the episode with Carrie and Samantha at the bar. I think it is super cute. Again, we'll say it a million times. It's crazy that these two hate each other. Yeah. Um, I love Samantha when she says, Aiden left you? I know she was so. I did think it was so mean because couldn't she say you left Aiden? Like, yeah, she was excited. <laughs> I just think just shifted. Aiden, you left Aiden. Aiden left you. Um, but I think they're super cute there, and I really actually love that the last beat of the episode is Carrie saying bad idea about Richard Wright. Yeah, I mean, and she's not wrong. It's not a good idea to fuck I, your boss. It is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Um, but I think next week we get one of my favorite Sex in the City lines. Oh. Long, pink, amazing. It's delicious. It, oh, God. Or is it long, pink, hard? It's delicious. No. no, I think she says long, pink, amazing. Amazing. I know it's yeah. long. Amazing. It's delicious. Yeah. It's my favorite. What did you think of the fashion in this episode? Because there were a few um, real doozies. I thought Carrie looked 
super beautiful in her color blocked blue top with red skirt white shoes to and the kind of apple necklace with big oh yeah that that necklace is like so pop so famous and then I really liked her it was almost it was a little shorter than a maxi dress the kind of rainbow dress she's wearing in the the beginning beginning. I thought that that was beautiful but my favorite piece this episode was Bunny's pearl top at the fling did you notice it was fully made of pearls underneath of her tartan it was I was like what a look for Bunny she pulls looks um my favorite look was I mean Charlotte really did it for me this episode I loved her in the nightgown and I also loved her in the tartan dress yeah, Miranda didn't pull anything. Steve had a disgusting shirt oh, on. He looked like Ace Ventura. I was <laughs> so upset about this tea because that was like the look. And then did you notice when she's and I thought Carrie looked really beautiful in the black sparkle dress at dinner. Carrie? Oh, I love that dress. Yeah, the strapless dress. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then it panned over to Aiden and he had a puffy Seinfeld by way of Lestat Dracula white shirt that was so shocking to the eye i don't know what what's going on with the men in this show thank god for and just like that giving us um dr nye wallace's husband finally showing up in like some male looks that are something because in le- other than that if they don't keep a man in a suit they look i don't insane. want it. i know <laughs> him and men in suits and the only times they've ever had men look normal on this show i know they <sighs> so in terms of men we had steve aiden richard trey and dwight and big. Um, oh, yeah, big. He joined us. I'm not going yeah. with big, though, because he was on his bullshit. I would pick Richard, because I just would want, like, one fun night, you know? I'm going with Trey. I thought, you know, let's see what's under that kilt. He could fling me around any day. <laughs> we don't have many more chances to pick him, you know? I know. So after our discussion, are you still giving this 10 out of 10? Yeah. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. The number one thing I would say that I think is the major flaw in this episode is is that... I don't think we're enough in Carrie's head. I don't know that I understand her motivations enough. I think we, and of course I think that is on purpose. We need to um, build towards her really not wanting to marry him. And if we Mm -hmm. got too much here, but I think we need a little bit more about why she's ambivalent. It seems a little, or she just needs to say, I've never thought I'd see my, I've never seen myself as getting married. You or want I, more like there just needed, Yeah. There just needed to be a little bit more insight, not enough that spoils later on, mm-hmm. but enough to make us understand why she doesn't want to marry this man. Because really at this point, all I'm coming to the table with is my thinking, which is she hates him. Yeah. <laughs> but that is not the text of the show. That is just me. Right. Seeing That's just us. Her as a witness, a hostage. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season four, episode 13, The Good Fight, Sam's fourth favorite episode of this show. <laughs> it's actually my number one favorite. After my mother, my motherboard myself, this yeah. episode and multiple others, you said. You know what? I just like things, okay? You, she loves to like things. Remember when people wrote in the review that I'm they like my optimistic attitude? <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was back in 2001, 2021 when we started this shit project. Yeah. <laughs> now we've both been beaten down by time. All right, well make sure you subscribe, rate and review shortcomings and if you have anything negative to say, email us at shortcomingspodcast@gmail.com. <laughs> Reviews 
are a space for positivity and optimism. Honestly, just give us five stars. Five stars and just write like love. <laughs> love, exclamation, no, no notes. Bar. No notes. Um, follow, and you can follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram. I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. And that's it. Um, we'll yeah. chat with you next week um, when we get into that bathroom again and the rogue game. I'm excited. Me too. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.